So I think that that's something that also contributes to pod fade is you put all this work into it, you put it out into the world, you think you're going to be like the next Joe Rogan or something. And you're like, wait a second, like 20 people downloaded this. you know? And so I think that's why there's a lot of, of burnout around it. Welcome to the Wear Wag Repeat Podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. Have you ever thought about starting your own pet podcast? It is one of my favorite elements of my business, but it's a lot of work. Today, I'm sharing an interview with fellow podcaster Aaron Scott of Believe in Dog Podcast. Aaron has been interviewing dog lovers on her show since October 2019. And just last month, she launched a second podcast that she hosts with Kim of the dog blog Keep the Tail Wagging. In this conversation, Aaron and I talk about what goes in to creating each podcast episode for our shows, what we look for in a great guest, how to pitch yourself to a podcast, and what to consider if you want to start your own. Towards the end, Aaron mentions how much reviews mean to us as podcast hosts. They really do make us jump up and down and do a little happy dance. <laughs> so I just want to make sure to mention it here at the beginning of the episode as well. Please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review our shows on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. That goes for this show, the Wear Wag Repeat podcast, Aaron's show, Believe in Dog podcast, and the show that she co-hosts with Kim called the Alternative Dog Moms podcast. Find all three of them and leave us a review and we will just love you forever. Also, I want to mention there is no limit to how many reviews you can leave on the Apple Podcasts app. So if you have already left a review, you can still go in there and leave us another one. <laughs> There's no harm in double reviewing. All right, now on to the episode. Erin Scott readily admits that her dogs have become the greatest healers, teachers, and inspirations in her life. Erin was inspired to create the Believe in Dog podcast to share heart-centered conversations exploring the profound impact the love of a dog has made in each guest's life as well as her own. Topics can range from dog training methods to cutting-edge veterinary research to the impacts of poverty on pet ownership and everything in between. The Believe in Dog podcast is also a safe space to delve into the hard times our pets help us through, such as illness and grief. Erin also co-hosts the Alternative Dog Moms podcast with Kimberly Gauthier, the blogger behind Keep the Tail Wagging. Together, they explore what's happening in the fresh pet food community and the pet industry as a whole. Erin lives near Baltimore, Maryland with her husband, Tim, and adopted pit bulls, Penny and Nino. Hey, Erin. Hi, Tori. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, you've been an active part of the Wear Wag Repeat community for a long time. So uh, I'm really excited to have you on here and, and share what you're working on. Yes. 
So you have your own, you have your very own podcast, the Believe in Dog podcast, where you share lots of great interviews. Um, like I mentioned in your bio, um, all kinds of different topics, but really interesting guests. I love listening to your interviews. So um, tell us a little bit about how how you decided to start that. Um, I know you've had it for a few years now. Um, what, what was the inspiration to really start that show? Well, it's actually kind of a really personal story um, and not so much a business one. But, uh, you know, I, I actually am a breast cancer survivor. And I became a survivor the same week that I turned 40 years old, which was back in 2019. And, uh, and it was kind of this whole new decade, new energy, who dis, you know, what am I, what am I going <laughs> to do with my life kind of thing? And, uh, you know, obviously I'm a dog lover. Uh, we got our, our first dogs, uh, in 2004. So I never actually had a dog until I was 25 and, uh, all of my friends, I have this amazing network of, of people, and everybody has like this really amazing story of like how this dog kind of came into their life and nothing was ever the same again. And back in 2019, there weren't quite as many dog podcasts as there are today. And, you know, there was a lot on like training or, or veterinary care, but I just kind of like to hear people's stories. And I would hear the podcast in my head. I would hear like these conversations in my head. And I was telling my husband and he was kind of like, uh, I think you just need to go start your own. Um, so I, I actually had some friends that were doing a podcast uh, at the time. It was not dog related at all, but they kind of gave me a tutorial. And of course, I had to do an online course about it. And then I launched my own to just kind of have this outlet for like, there's all these amazing people and everybody should know about them. <laughs> I love that. So do you feel like your podcast um, has kind of like stuck with your your original vision for it um, up until now? Because like my show, when I first started it, I thought I was just going to interview women entrepreneurs who had dogs. I actually didn't set out to exclusively talk to people in the pet industry and it's, it's really kind of shifted. So I was just, I was curious if yours kind of shifted at all too. Um, in some ways it's just sort of blown out of the water, anything that I ever possibly expected. And some of the cool people that I've gotten to talk to that I couldn't have imagined, but the core of it is still the same. And then from time to time, I do some just like sort of different episodes, like some round table episodes where I'll get multiple people together. Some of them have been past guests. Um, like we did like a, a shy and fearful dog round table, you know, to just talk about experiences and, um, cause I have a very shy and fearful dog and, um, and I have another one coming up too. That's, um, like what to do if there's a dog fight in your house. Um, because I get emails, you know, I don't know if you have this too, but you're kind of like the dog person <laughs> that people know. And then you just kind of get these emails. And so I'm like, okay, I want to be able to tell people this is exactly what you do. And so I'm bringing on some trainers and like experienced fosters uh, to, to kind of talk about separating dogs and creating and rotating and, and things like that. But yeah, the core of it ha has pretty much remained the same. Yeah. I love kind of switching it up with the format and everything. And, um, but I know how much work it is, especially bringing on multiple guests, um, setting up one guest is hard and then setting up multiple people. It's a lot to coordinate. So, um, you know, I know how much work goes into podcasting, but maybe for the people who are listening, could you talk a little bit about sort of how much prep work or, you know, what's required to do before an episode and after an episode, how much work really goes into it? 
it's a ton of work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially for the, the format that I do. Um, you know, from the time that I initially am either I contact someone or they contact me, I start just doing a little research. Um, sometimes I'll have a meet and greet with someone if they don't have a big web presence uh, and I, or I don't know, you know, have any sort of like personal connection to them. Um, so just to get a feel for people's stories and, you know, to start building a rapport because I want people to, you know, feel comfortable talking to me. Sometimes people are nervous. They've never done something like this before. Um, you know, and it kind of varies. Some people are very sort of like press trained. And then that actually is also a lot of, of work on my end, because when people are very familiar with telling their stories, they run through it really quickly. <laughs> and then you don't have a very long podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can't fit in any questions because they just kind of recite their script. Right. Right. And so, uh, so I'm always sort of trying to gauge like, this the person and and what the stories are and and some people know their story better than other people um it, so it's always it's always interesting it's always an adventure um even though I'm kind of an introvert I do like talking to people uh just more like one on one um so so this has been been a lot of fun but also you know I've interviewed a lot of authors and so there's a lot you know I read their books in fact I usually read them at least twice because once I just kind of read through to get a feel for it and then I go back and sort of take a lot of notes um I I just did one recently uh talking about laboratory beagles and I sent her a five page typed outline of, you know, the topics we were going to cover. Um, I don't do that for all the guests, but her, you know, book was very uh, research heavy and, and I wanted to be able to hit all the important topics. So. That was a really good interview, by the way. I love, oh. I enjoyed that episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, like a, a lot of, a lot of work goes in behind the scenes because, you know, I want to make my guests look good and I want them to be happy with the outcome and proud to, to share it, you know, as well as promote their end goal, whether, you know, it's a book or, or whatever, um, you know, their business, whatever it is. Or sometimes it's just, sometimes I just know people personally who aren't looking for attention, but I'm like, everybody needs to know the story. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and sometimes I get really great feedback about those, those episodes too, that, that the person wasn't really expecting because they're not somebody with like a big media presence or anything. So yeah. Um, like even if someone doesn't, very different. <laughs> if someone doesn't have like a book or a product or, or anything they're trying to sell. Sometimes they just have a good story. Yeah. And, and I like that. I like that too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice that you can kind of cover all of it. Um, and then you have this new podcast, um, the alternative dog moms podcast, mm-hmm. which I love the title of it. Um, I just imagine you guys like jamming out to <laughs> like some music. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I actually, I, I don't know if Kim had that vision in her head, but she, you know, she lives in Seattle. And of course I'm like, you know, it was a nineties teenager. So yeah, that, you guys that are just was like, in the back of my mind too. <laughs> Nirvana is just playing in yeah. the background. Sound yeah. Garden. I, Soundgarden. Would be Soundgarden. Good. Sorry. Um, oh, you said Seattle. So that's where <laughs> I went. Um, <laughs> um, so you're co-hosting this with Kim, um, who hosts a, or, or she has her own blog, keep the tail wagging. And she does a lot of stuff about raw feeding. Um, I think she has like another blog. She's got several blogs, I think. Um, and now you guys have this podcast. So what is it like? Cause I've never had a co-host. So, um, what is that like? And, and who, cause this is her first podcast, I think, but it's your Actually, second. second. It's oh, this second. is her second. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So who approached who and how, how did this come to be? 
So back in January, Kim had actually made a post uh, on Instagram saying, if anybody is interested in doing a, a podcast, you know, with me to talk about, you know, raw feeding or the fresh food community, let me know. And I was sitting there like, oh my God, really? Really? Like, because <laughs> I've been following her online, oh my gosh, for a very long time now, probably since my old gals were, were both here. And because uh, I, you know, I'm very into the kind of alternative dog health, into raw feeding. And um, she was one of the first people I ever found online that that was doing that and creating content around, around that. So yeah, so I reached out to her right away and was like, oh my God, I would jump at the chance to be able to do this with you. And she's like, all right. So, so we just, uh, we had started recording and um, I think we started recording in at the beginning of March and, and by like the end of March, we were releasing the episodes. So it moved really fast. Yeah. I, it sounds like very easy. It just kind of came together. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys plan on having guests on that show as well? Um, probably at some point, but I think we both have such a breadth of knowledge that we uh, don't need guests. Um, but but uh, but I think down the road, we will incorporate some. I think it's I, I love listening to podcasts where there's like co-hosts who are on every week and you kind of feel like you're just sitting in on their discussion over coffee or something like that. And I feel like you get to know people so well that way. So um, that's the goal. Yeah. I'm excited to kind of see what happens since it's still brand new baby podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or a puppy podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes, puppy podcast. That. <laughs> that, that, that's more in our realm. Um, so, so, okay. You, you, now you have these two podcasts, but before we hit record, I, I was going through our notes because we have notes for this episode too, guys. Um, I was going through our notes and and I saw this word pod fade and I was like, is that you like the software you use? What is that? And you told me about this term I never heard before. So um, can you tell everyone what pod fade means and like some stats around that maybe? Yes, this is really interesting to me because I've been joining a lot of different podcasting groups and I'm always trying to learn and improve as, as I go along. And uh, so I, I've actually seen seen statistics that the average number of episodes for the life of a podcast is seven because so many people will start it very enthusiastically and then just kind of fade out, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is where we get the pod fade from. Um, so, yeah, I, I think sometimes uh, people don't realize how much work does go into it. Um, I think sometimes it's like, oh, everybody has a podcast. I should just do that. It's like another box to check off. And I don't always uh, think that you need to do things just because everybody else is doing them. Uh, and uh you know, I, I've also seen some statistics that if your episode has 26 downloads, that you're in the top 50% of all podcasts out there in the world. And if your episode has 72 downloads, you're in the top 25%. So I think that that's something that also contributes to pod fade is you put all this work into it, you put it out into the world, you think you're going to be like the next Joe Rogan or something. And you're like, wait a second, like 20 people downloaded this, you know? And so I think that's why there's a lot of of burnout around it. So it's definitely not a like overnight success uh, model for for starting a business or or anything. Yeah, no, I, I think unless you're like a celebrity or have a really dedicated following, I think it's, it's just takes time. Like <laughs> you, you started in October, 2019 
I think I started um, on November 1st, 2017, I think. Um, it takes, it just, you got to just stick with it, I guess. Um, and it helps if it's something that you're really passionate about. I think a lot of podcasts that people started in lockdown um, was just them just like talking, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, maybe didn't have like an outline or a goal or anything like that in mind. So I think that is an, an important part of continuing your podcast for the long haul. Um, and I think, you know, downloads do hopefully kind of go up a little bit <laughs> as, as time goes on. Um, but yeah, there is not really an overnight success story to podcasting. I don't think for, for most, you know, for most people, like you said, for most don't people. already have a huge yeah, presence. Um, yeah. If someone, way, congratulations on your hundred thousand because that is so amazing. And I just, I know how hard, like, I know how hard it is. I, I, I respect the hustle. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I, um, I, I am going to keep talking about it. So guys, I'm sorry, you're going to be sick of hearing about this, but, uh, you know, when, when that number hit, it was kind of weird because I was sitting here in my office at home and, um, I kind of knew like one or two plus or minus days of when that was going to happen just based on my average numbers. And I refreshed Libsyn, which is the hosting software I use. And I refreshed it and it said like 100,047. And I was, and it was just like, I was just sitting here by myself and I was like, Woo! Like I was like, I don't have anyone to like high five or anything. <laughs> um, and it was just like it was just very weird. <laughs> um, you know, and, and luckily I do have lots of people who are like celebrating and everything. But like in that actual moment, I was like, I'm just sitting here like in silence in my house <laughs> and and seeing this number hit. But um, it has been four and a half years of doing it, so um, it does take some time. Did you hear the news? I created a quiz to help you find your petpreneur personality type. Answer four quick questions and not only will you discover what type of petpreneur you are, but you'll also get a curated playlist of the Wear Wag Repeat podcast designed for exactly where you are in your pet business right now. From an underdog champion to a possum petfluencer or a prosperous petpreneur, each playlist includes 12 episodes from the archives. Plus, after you get your results, you'll receive a few emails from me with special advice to help you reach your pet business dreams. Take the quiz and fetch your results today at wherewagrepeat.com slash playlist quiz. So since starting a podcast is so much work, um, well, what, one thing, actually let me backtrack. One thing people always ask me is how much money does it cost to start a podcast? Um, and I think that, that you could start a podcast for like $10. <laughs> um, you just have to, you know, sign up for some hosting somewhere. Um, if you're going to edit everything yourself and, you know, just use the microphone that's built into things, you don't really need to buy anything to start a podcast, but it's time that really is the huge expense. Um, so there's a lot of people who've started their podcast, had the pod fade experience, um, or maybe thinking about starting their podcast 
What do you think about starting your own podcast versus being a guest on other people's podcasts? Um, I think unless you're super passionate about starting a podcast, um, it's great to just start out pitching yourself to other people. Like, you know, for months I was hearing conversations in my head that I wanted to have on the podcast. And it was like this itch that I had to get out of my brain, which is why I felt like I had to do it. And so I feel like if you're not having that kind of drive to do this, you know, it's a better strategy and maybe use of your time to, to reach out and become a guest on other people's podcasts first um, before starting your own. And there are um, so many, many, many podcasts out there that um, you can kind of pitch yourself to all kinds of different shows. Right. Right. So there's, you know, things in the pet industry, but then there's also people just like, have have some podcasts that are just sharing your story about something, or you could go on. I'm sure there's shows out there talking about vacation stories. <laughs> um, you could even go and talk about that. I think it is, um, you know, as a as a host, it's nice to interview people who have been interviewed before. So, um, getting yourself on somewhere, somehow, something, um, I think, is really helpful down the line. Um, so speaking of, speaking of guests, do you have any qualities that you look for in a podcast guest? Um, there are things that are certainly uh, make the process more helpful. <laughs> um, and that's uh, if somebody really knows their story, knows their talking points, but is also maybe not too over rehearsed about it um, and is willing to, to talk and willing to share and to go there. And I like to do, you know, I think it's very helpful if you want to pitch yourself on a podcast that you kind of know what you're getting into and that you've listened to it and are familiar with it. You know, I usually do close to like hour long episodes. Sometimes they're even longer. Sometimes I've even done two part episodes because we talk for so long. And I, you know, I really like to get into to people's stories and their life and their dogs and what their dogs have meant to them and, and what, you know, what they've been inspired to do because of their, their dogs. And, um, you know, so if somebody's not comfortable talking about, about that, you know, I wouldn't be the best fit for them. Um, and, you know, I, I had made a note to myself cause I thought everybody, um, who listens would, would get this, uh, reference, right? So if you are a dog trainer and you want to go on a dog training podcast, um, you know, you don't want to go on a purely positive trainer's podcast if you're a balanced trainer. You know, you want to kind of know these things and know what you're getting yourself into. So, so yeah, just a little bit of familiarity with with the show and with your your story and your talking points makes for and and then also just sort of general consideration for you know being mindful of people's time and um, you know responding in a timely manner. Just those sort of general things um, certainly make the the process go a little smoother. And what do you think is the best way if someone does want to pitch themselves? Um, what's the best method to do that? Like DM you or email you, send you a letter. <laughs> yeah, email is always great because sometimes I lose things in DMs. But what is really lovely is when people start uh, connecting with you, like on social media first. Um, and then kind of reach out to you so that you kind of have a little bit of familiarity with, oh, I've seen that name before, you know, that'll just catch your eye um, a little more. Because I mean, all of it is connecting, all of it is, you know, relationship building. And, and so I, I really appreciate 
uh, when people do take, you know, that, that kind of time um, and that they say like, hi, Aaron, and that, you know, they've taken the time and it's not just like a generic um, kind of, kind of thing uh, that, that will always catch my eye when they actually like have taken the time to realize like who I am and, and that this is their story that they want to share. You know, I have had dog trainers on the podcast, but I, you know, it's not primarily like an outlet for talking about, you know, how to make your dog sit or something like that. Um, so yeah, just sort of like doing a little bit of, of research on the, on the back end so that you know who you're pitching um, and, you know, not sending a whole book, but just, you know, these are the topics I can cover that, um, that that's really helpful. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, if someone's like, I could talk about anything, um, that's kind of a no for me at first, um, just because then you're putting all the work on me to figure it out. Um, and it, it's just too much for me. (laughs) Um, you know, with a weekly show, you gotta give me, you gotta give me something to start with (laughs) some kind of starting point. Um, I did see the other day um, in a podcast Facebook group I was in, someone was looking for guests and one of the topics she was requesting was Pinterest. And I was like, oh, you know, I could talk about Pinterest, love Pinterest. And so she had a Google form set up and her Google form um, asked you to leave a review on Apple podcasts before submitting to be a guest. And at first I was like, well, that's kind of a little bit like, weird. (laughs) But then, you know, thinking about it, I was like, well, I did go listen to an episode in order to leave a review because you, you can technically leave one without listening, but I don't know how you would know what to say. (laughs) So, um, it kind of ensured that people listened to the show, um, before submitting. Um, but but I don't know the, her show, all, all the episodes that I found were solo episodes. Um, so since she was looking for guests, but there were no episodes with guests, um, it was just very interesting. Cause if I, if I see a show where there's no guests on it, I wouldn't ordinarily think like, oh, that's a great show to submit myself for. Right. Um, so it was, it was very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, that um that's one way of doing it that I've never heard of before. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess it's it, it's fine. Uh I, I don't know what the rules are about like leaving reviews, but um that was something I had never really seen before. <laughs> I will say, like it literally makes my whole entire day when somebody leaves a review and you know, and I can tell, oh, they have actually listened to this and cared enough to go and do that. I mean, there's like no b- bigger compliment to me, you know, than that. <laughs> For all the work that goes into it, that that does, you know, make a difference. Yes. So everybody, uh now <laughs> please go leave a review for <laughs> the Believe in Dog Podcast, Alternative Dog Moms Podcast, and the Wear Wagger Pete Podcast. Yeah. It will only take you five minutes to review all of our shows. So <laughs> you can go do it and, and just make our days. It really does uh, make my day. <laughs> it does. I know. Um, so Aaron, before, before we wrap things up, um, I know this, uh, this episode is all about podcasting. Um, but I can't end it without asking you about your dogs, Penny and Nino. Um, so if you could tell us a little bit about, um, how they came into your life, uh, or kind of what you love most about them, that would be great. So Penny actually has a great story. I actually found her in an alley in Baltimore. I was out TNRing cats with a friend of mine. And here came this 
skinny, saggy mama pit bull out of this alley that was like all scabby and had barely any fur from all the fleas and everything else. And, um, and we did actually do the responsible thing. We took her to the Barks shelter and then I told them, okay, look, the minute her hold is up, I'm coming back for her. And honestly, leaving her there that day was one of the hardest things that I've ever done in my life. But uh, we we did go and, and pick her back up as soon as we could. And, and she's literally been my best friend, like my total BFF ever since. And, uh, and then Nino, <laughs> he's a very funny guy. Uh, we adopted him from the, that same animal shelter and, and he's uh, kind of like my husband's boy. Like, so uh, T- Penny and I go have our girl adventures and they have their bro hangs at home on the weekends. And um, yeah, so we, we have a, we have a nice family. <laughs> yeah. It's very cute. I love um, following what you guys are up to and um, seeing photos of them. They're so cute. Yeah, Nino's got the the big old pit bull head, and you know he's like eighty pounds, whereas Penny's like fifty pounds, and you know, but she keeps him in line. <laughs> it's a very funny dynamic. <laughs> the girls always do. That's kind of Lucy is. I mean, Bert's just kind of like a big goof, uh, and but some sometimes he'll like try to hump her or something, and she is not having that. <laughs> Well, Penny actually humps Nino when he's getting too worked up. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> and she chases him through the house. And it's just, it's a very funny dynamic with them. But, you know, sometimes he's such a big oaf that he just kind of bowls her over. And then she really lets him have it. <laughs> it's always like a three ring circus, it feels like. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't yeah. have it any other way. I could relate. Uh, so when you're podcasting, um, do you, what do you do with the dogs? Do you have to like keep them quiet or do you have any, or is it not a big deal? Um, it's usually not too big of a deal. If I record in-person episodes, I actually do it right here at my office. And, uh, and sometimes I bring Penny with me. Like she's probably with me 90% of the time and she just kind of curls up and goes to sleep. I got a dog bed here for her. Um, and then if I do it at home, I just have to shut all the, like shut the front, shut the front door. And, uh, and that'll usually, that's kind of like, Oh, everybody can like go have nap time now. Uh, so it's usually not, not too big of a, of a problem. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I think there's something when you are a dog lover, like if there's a dog shaking in the background or something like, you know, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind like little noises. I have found that, um, you know, I think when people started working at home during the pandemic, they were like, oh, I give my con- my dog a Kong. Like every time I'm on Zoom or on a meeting. Well, I don't know how everyone else's dogs eat Kongs, but mine, you can hear their like disgusting slurping noises. <laughs> so definitely would not recommend doing Kongs while podcast recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes uh, the other night I was recording and Penny just like open, was able to open up the door to the room I was in. And I was like, and I had been talking about her at the time. And I was like, well, I'm just going to leave this in because she heard me. <laughs> yeah, she did. That's special. I love it. Um, well, Erin, thank you so much for, for sharing all of your podcasting experience and, and I love geeking out on podcast stuff. Um, so this was a really fun conversation for me. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Um, and where can everyone go to find you and both of your podcasts? Sure. First of all, thank you so much. It was incredibly lovely to, to be a guest on your podcast. And uh, yes, you can always find me at Believe in Dog Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And Kim and I pretty much share alternative dog moms from our own accounts. We don't have like a 
and accounts us for that. So you can always find more about what we're covering uh, at Believe in Dog Podcast. And uh, yeah, it's very exciting. And subscribe and review. <laughs> subscribe, read, and review. Yes, that yes, really means the world to podcasters when we do that. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Erin. Um, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon or I'll <laughs> hear you soon. <laughs> what did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at teamistic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.